Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Intruder, Theatre in the Making podcast. I'm your host, Remy Rahuba, and thank you so much for coming back. Now, as you might remember, in episode 5, I was talking about receiving a grant from Creative Scotland towards the development of my piece, but also about preparing to move to London from Scotland, because I got a part in a site-specific project by Dream Think Speak um, titled In the Beginning Was the End. So on the 3rd of January 2013, I moved to London, I packed my Scottish life and then looking forward to what's going to happen in London. And to be quite honest with you, from the, um, the solo piece perspective, I didn't work on The Visitor because that was the title of the solo piece at that time. I didn't work on the piece for another six, seven months. And I'm just going to explain why that was. So the production ran at the Somerset House until the end of March. And as soon as I moved to London, I immersed myself in the rehearsals. And that took about um, three weeks. And then we were performing from February until the end of March. And um, it was quite a demanding performance schedule because um, with Dream Thing Speak, you take part in improvisations and they last about three, three hours and a half that you do with the audience. You don't do it every day, but you do it every other day. So um, I always made sure that I was arrested uh, before each uh, performance to get the best uh, performance I could give and to be mentally ready and not tired for the for each performance. And I didn't do anything. Uh, I really rested. I looked after myself. I met with friends. So I didn't have a lot of um, space for creativity, meaning, well, in terms of the solo piece, I didn't spend a lot of time even redrafting or thinking about it because I was really focused on the production. And the production finished at the end of March. And the next thing I needed to look after was my next job. And um, back in Glasgow, I was working as a waiter at the Riverside Museum, but I was also doing face-to-face interpreting. So I thought, okay, well, since I'm here, I really want to focus on interpreting um, 100%. And that meant that I needed to um, register with different agencies and really just interpret. Um, And I did face-to-face interpreting and also telephone interpreting from home. And it was all new to me because I did it a little bit in Glasgow, but not full time. But in London, I decided this is what I'm going to do. And let's see if I can live off interpreting. So I gave myself two or three months to see whether I can only do interpreting. Uh, which 
was quite demanding because it meant that I needed to travel from one place to another, from Holborn to Stratford, back to Holborn, and I was really interpreting various assignments. And uh, for for a lot of people, I would be doing um, interpreting sessions at GP practices, at hospitals, uh, benefit social services. Um, I would be doing. Um, also interpreting at mental health assessments. So the variety of jobs was just incredible. And I really needed to make sure that everything is fine, that I have it all sorted, that I am confident that this is what I'm going to do to support myself financially. And this is why I didn't well, spent um, any time on the piece for another two or three months. I did want to maintain this creative outlet or be creative. And what I did was I, of course, I went to the cinema, I went to the theatre, but I also took part in various um, workshops with various practitioners because I've always been very curious about other people and how other artists work and how they do certain things. So I remember that I was doing like one day workshops with I think it was Frantic Assembly and I thoroughly enjoyed it but as far as um, the piece I didn't work on it at all because I felt that I really needed to be in the right mindset to be fully focused and not to be thinking about anything else like not to be thinking about finances or whether I have money to do whatever and I think in life that's what my opinion is I needed to make sure that okay I have everything in place there is order and then when I feel confident and comfortable with what's happening then I can have some space for creativity so I really wanted to make sure that uh, I was looking after my emotional hygiene so not working on the visitor for six seven months um, until one day I remember I saw a I don't know whether it was on Twitter or where it was but I saw um, some info about a competition and the competition was um, that was organized by the King's Head Theatre in London in Islington what, 10 minutes from where I was living at that time and it was called um, Adrian Pagan Playwriting Award um, for monologues for solo pieces and I thought well this is this is a competition for me because my play is a solo piece and they're looking for solo pieces so that's a perfect opportunity for me to actually submit my piece and I think I saw it end of June beginning of July and the deadline for the competition was the end of October. So by that time, I already had some space for that creative outlet um, um, in my head. And I knew that then I could focus on redrafting my solo piece. And it was quite a serious competition. The judging panel was quite impressive. It included Mark uh, Ravenhill, um, David Lan, Nina Steiger, Julia Sorrell, and Mike Bradwell. So I thought, wow, uh, 
you know, these are people who I have heard of before, and they have been in the industry for quite a long time. Uh, so I'm just going to focus and do my best to submit my piece for the competition. And it was done, um, it was organized by the King's Head Theatre, uh, and also the Hope Theatre, because I think the artistic director, Adam Spreadbury Mayer, um, founded the Hope Theatre, and I think at that time, and we're talking about 2013, these two theatres worked together. I don't think they do um, work together anymore. I think they're two separate institutions at the moment. But back in the day, these two uh, places, um, well, the Kings had, if I remember it correctly, looked after the Hope Theatre. So I knew, wow, okay, now I get to get my act, aka shit together, and work on my next redraft. And um, I had two or three months for that, and of course I knew, well, the deadline is the end of October, I need to do it. And coming back uh, to that deadline, I think deadline with time, I became aware of that, became very important to me. I initially couldn't really understand why there were deadlines, why I couldn't submit, apply after a particular time. And now I, I, I don't know what I was thinking at that time, but I think deadlines are perfect for anything because it makes you think, okay, I need to do it by this particular time and if I don't submit it, I won't be able to do it. And with time, with any other competitions in the future, they would be very, very important part of my creative process, of my redrafting. Um, so I really get my, so I really got my act together, um, and I really worked hard. I looked at all my notes from Glasgow. I looked at the script. I looked at the tips and pieces of advice that um, Amanda and Catherine gave me, and I came back to it. Although it was nearly after seven or eight months, mm, and sometimes a break for any project is is good because you look at it from a different point of view. I wasn't really scared that, okay, I wouldn't know what I was thinking or in which direction the piece would be going. Um, I always enjoyed the piece. I still do. It makes me laugh. Um, I still, when I read it now, um, I crack up because for me it's very, very funny in certain moments. So even um, when I came back to it back after, you know, seven months, I actually forgot certain bits and that really made me laugh when I came back to them because I thought, wow, I didn't even know that I wrote something like that. So then um, having, well, bearing that in mind, I, I thought, okay, I need to put it all together and I can create a new draft of my play of The Visitor and submit it. And also I was working during the day uh, you know, interpreting, and then at the weekend I was working on 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 the solo piece. And I remember I submitted it, but I didn't think 
too long about it because the next thing I was doing was I went on a 10-day silent meditation retreat in Wales uh, called Vipassana Meditation. So it was um, a retreat where we didn't have our phones on, we didn't speak to one another, I went over there by myself, so you're completely out of touch with reality. Um, and I remember when I was there, of course, they teach you not to think too much. They teach you to be in the moment and you meditate for 10 hours a day. Well, not like, you know, 10 hours in a row. You have a break and then you go for a walk and then you come back to meditate for an hour and then you have a break. But I remember mm, that I was always thinking that the piece that I have written, The Visitor, I really wanted it to be for people who went through similar experiences and if they could take away anything from it, if they could learn something from it, um, you know, if this play could be some kind of, you know, an example to people, um, I would be really, really happy to maybe um, show people how I dealt with some traumatic incidents. Uh, you know, people have different ways of dealing with traumatic things happening to them. And, um, and I just felt, you know what, if that piece is going to be noticed or whatever, I really would like it in the future to to help other people, to help other human beings with similar situations. And then the retreat finished and I came back home. Well, you know, the first thing when you do, when the meditation, uh, when, the, when they allow you to speak, you know, people just talk all the time and, you know, you turn on your phone and, you know, you see all these emails and the messages and hundreds of emails. And, you know, I remember I was on the bus to London and I was checking my emails and I had so many because I had all these job offers for interpreting and I had many texts and I, uh, you know, I spoke to my family and friends and, you know, told them it all went very, very well. And I remember I got back home and I was checking my inboxes and I have a couple of email addresses. I have a separate email address for interpreting. I had a separate email address for my private things, but also I have an email address for acting. And on my phone, I had checked everything. And for some bizarre reason, I was just looking through all these inboxes again to make sure that I didn't miss out on anything. So um, I checked my interpreting inbox, my private inbox, and then I opened my acting inbox. And for some reason, I saw quite a few unread emails. And then when I saw one email, my knees bent and I needed to sit down. And that was an email from the Kingsand Theatre telling me that the visitor was shortlisted for the Adrian Pagan Playwriting Award. And I was speechless. I didn't know what to think. I... I don't remember I was happy initially. I just couldn't believe it. I just thought, what? I... What, why? I Even now when I'm thinking about it, I don't even know how to verbalize what I was thinking. I just remember I was sitting. And then when it kind of 
started dawning on me i i got i was i i phoned my my family and i immediately emailed catherine and amanda and i told them about it because i thought if it hadn't been for their help i wouldn't have been where i was at that time and uh, it was a great moment for me and and i was really really pleased that wow you know what it's not even the final draft of the play and someone liked it and all these people these industry professionals that i have heard so many things about they they liked it they must have seen something in it and although it was in the final draft um uh, it gave me a lot of incentive encouragement to work on it further and then i don't know what happened but i didn't know who the winner was they never told us i found out about it i don't know a couple of weeks later it was online or on twitter don't know but i went to see um the the winning um production which i enjoyed but it was something completely different to what i have written you know the the visitor now called intruder is a performance piece it's non-linear it's bilingual so something completely different to what the winning production was and i was actually quite interested to see um what it was I'm always interested in other people as I was saying so I never went to see it just to compare myself oh you know what did someone else write um I think um you know people write whatever they want and we connect with different things at different times and um it's wonderful that people write these things and they are different because the world would be a very boring place if everything was the same um so for me it was interesting to see okay this is what it was this is you know what someone else did and how they wrote it and at that time i hadn't seen a lot of solo pieces so i was really thrilled to go and see and i was really pleased for them because it was really a nicely written solo piece mine was far from it but i was really pleased that uh you know someone saw a potential in it and then it gave me some incentive to work on it more and that was the end of 2013 uh so when i reflect back on it now 2013 was a very interesting period because i worked on a project um with the dream thing speak for 3 months then i had 3 months uh like a reset and then i came back to my uh to my solo piece also working uh, at the same time so i kind of managed to find some kind of a balance between my professional life as an interpreter but also not to forget that i wanted to nourish that creative side in me and then in january we got an email from the team from the king's head theater um telling us that they would like to extend that invitation to all the um the plays that were shortlisted and they would like to offer each play a rehearsed reading and that would take place in february so i was really really happy about it because i thought wow it's an amazing opportunity to work on it again and put it on its feet uh and just to test it with audiences especially that it was shortlisted and i would also be willing to tell different theaters and invite professionals to come and see it and that's what i did but 
what happened and how it all went um, that rehearsed reading back in 2014 that's going to be uh, my next topic in episode 7 of Intruder Theatre in the Making podcast thank you so much for tuning in and I'll speak to you next time bye for now 